Hello, Gastropod listeners. We have something special for you today. It's the first episode of a brand new podcast called Not Lost from our friends at Pushkin Industries. It's hosted by Brendan Francis Noonan. You might remember him as I do, as the former co-host of the show Dinner Party Download. Brendan's new show is all about how food and travel intersect and affect how we see ourselves and the world around us. Each week, he takes listeners around the world to learn about new places by getting invited to a stranger's house for dinner. Yep, part of the whole premise is that he has to try to get someone he doesn't know to invite him over to share a meal. And in the process, he learns about their city firsthand. From Montreal to Mexico City, he's joined by guests to drink, dance, and eat, and they all learn as much about themselves as the places they visit. In the episode you're about to hear, Brendan and his friend and fellow traveler Danielle Henderson head to Quebec. They brave the icy streets of Montreal to learn about local history, listen to famed musicians, and tour the Jean Talon market, where they discover a local pastry known as Nun's Farts. One quick note, we know that some gastropod listeners listen to the show with kids. If that's you, be warned. You might not think some of the conversations Brendan has with the people he travels with and meets are suitable for the youngest ears. Now get ready to fly off to Montreal and enjoy. You can travel the world and hear more episodes of Not Lost wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with a fresh episode of Gastropod in two weeks. This episode of Gastropod is brought to you in part by the Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card. One of the great pleasures in life is traveling, especially when there's great food waiting at your destination. When months of planning, preparation, and exploration all culminate into one perfect bite, there's nothing better. For those who want to taste the world, go with the Delta SkyMiles Reserve American Express card, made for people who are in search of their next food adventure. If you travel, you know. Visit go.amex slash you know reserve to learn more. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you, and their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained, because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. What are you doing? I'm shaving my chin hairs. (laughs) What is that thing? It looks like a little magic marker for princesses. It's like supposed to be used for bikini shaving. There was shave. I didn't know that women had those. We have a lot of secrets, man. We got a lot of tools in the tool belt. That's a tool for below the tool belt. Not in my case. Because when, when I go out of my house, I can actually see my chin hairs in a better mirror than the one I have in my house. And I'll hit up a hotel and I'll turn on the magnifying mirror and be like, oh, there's the forest of hairs. And I'll shave them off. This is the unvarnished travel show. I don't wear makeup, but I will shave a chin hair. This is not lost. Ah, look amazing. All I wear is overalls and jumpsuits now. A travel show about going places to find yourself. Each week, a friend and I go to a new place and try to get invited to someone's house for dinner. 
feel like you wore the turtleneck on purpose. That's been my signature move. <laughs> I'm Brendan Francis Newnham. Those boots are something else. And that's my friend, Daniel Henderson. Those boots are all business. They're snow boots, man. We've just met up at Trudeau Airport. Just staring at the people coming out of the plane. They look Canadian. You'd I know. think they would just look like us, but they don't. They look better. They look like they have health care. Episode one, Montreal. We're gonna, I think cabs are this way. Bonjour. See that? Oh my goodness. Oof. Oh my god. Freezing. Why did we come to Montreal in the dead of winter? <laughs> well, because most travel shows would come here in spring or fall. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to someone who flew in from Los Angeles. I have a bag with my Birkenstock sandals in it because that's what I was wearing this morning. But I wanted, like, authentic Montreal, man. Like, I think, like, this this what separates the Canadian wheat from the Canadian chaff. So we need to establish on this ride that you're a TV writer. I am a, like, audio journalist person. And we're both single. We're on the wrong side of 35. We're looking for connection, creative meaning, a hand to hold in this mad, mad world. What's that? My only plan was to get on a plane and show up. (laughs) It's rad to see you, and I think we're going to have fun. So basically, I need to do this travel pod thing. We also have some people we're going to meet. Very excited. And I would like to hopefully insinuate ourselves into someone's home to have dinner because I feel like that's the real way to meet them. When you say it like that, I can't imagine anyone else turning us, anyone turning us down. I'd like to insinuate myself into your home. Um, I'm going to switch mics, so don't say anything interesting. Where are you all from? I'm from L.A. Okay. I'm from New York. Okay. So that there is the Olympic Stadium, and uh, you will see we are actually on an island, which is, uh, yeah. I love it. Montreal is cool because we, you know, we we are like Americans without the baggage. We can watch and kind of laugh because we're across the border, but we're the same. Like, you, you might even think I'm from Jersey, right? I thought you were from yeah, New Jersey. You know what I mean? That's what an Anglophone Quebecer sounds like. Just and like can this. you say a quintessential Quebecer Anglophone sentence? Yeah. All right, let's go get some poutine. All right. Oh, did you try our smoked meat? All right, did you get some bagels yet? Yeah. What about what about if you're just talking to your family or friends on a Sunday? Uh, well, since I have three teenagers, I don't talk much to them because they're... <laughs> They're teenagers, but here, you'll notice all the signs that we have around. They're all French, yeah. but if you notice, there will be some parts fit in English. Yeah. But they have to be, this is a law, a, a third of the size. Mm. We've got the uh, Office de la Langue Française, the French police. Yeah, go around and... Go into your establishment and measure your sign and make sure you're conform. Oh yeah, we've we've tried to secede from Canada. One time it was real close. Uh, it was like I think forty nine fifty one. It was like every all the the head offices and companies just up and left, and uh, the wealth left. And so what remained was nice, beautiful, easy to live, lovable Montreal. This is it. All right. My my tour has ended. Give a card. I, I don't, but I'm I'm Uber Daryl. <laughs> I thank you, eh? Thank you, right. Daryl. Watch yourself on the ice. Woo! 
You're welcome to grab my arm here for these icy regions. Here's where it gets treacherous, though, because now it's snow on top of ice. I think you just have to walk like an old person your entire walk. I just want to point out that a small child ran past us like she was just walking on grass. Just fully <laughs> ran past us while we take our old bones down this street. <laughs> In my high school yearbook caption, I wrote a message to my unrequited crush. It said, Dear E, our artist loft in Canada waits. I'd never even been to Canada, or a loft, but somehow I'd gotten this idea that it was a place for culture, romance, and affordable real estate. Three things I still long for. E's married now with two kids. But at least I made it to Canada, albeit in the dead of winter, with my friend. Oh my gosh. There's a cat cafe 10 feet from our door. That's insane. I Danielle and I drop off our bags and head to the Museum of Fine Arts. As good a place as any to learn about Montreal's creative roots. So it was a city where it was like much more important to be a sculptor than a doctor. That is really cool, whatever Ooh, that is. I saw it last time I was here. My name is Heather O'Neill and I'm a local Montreal author. These look kind of like Giacometti's a little bit, right? Yeah. Like with the skinny, elongated limbs. This is Louis Archambault. He has sculptures in parks too, I believe. This is like such a style. I always liked it, but my dad would try and show me like this is crap. I love the idea of him bringing you to all these works of public art just yeah, to point out how horrible they are. Terrible. <laughs> it's phony, phony. So we're making our way into the Quebec Arts Pavilion. You're not a historian and you're not responsible to explain all this to us. If you read anything, you encounter the, the quiet revolution. Is there a way to summarize that pretty quickly, to kind of what that was? All right, here I go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do your worst, do your worst. We'll just go to the 60s when it started. All the sort of good jobs in Montreal and all the executive jobs were held by English-speaking people. And a lot of the um, companies, were they were all owned by Anglophones, and they would only give English-speaking citizens the jobs. And then what happened was there became, began to be a cultural movement where um, they decided we're just going to th overthrow this predicament we're in. So the, the French, like the lower class. Yeah, yeah, the lower class Francophones were like, this is just enough. One of the big movements was they, they made education all the universities free. So you ended up with this like massive class of young people who came from working class backgrounds but were incredibly educated. Mm. And um, so obviously that created like radical thinking. So we're in this permanent exhibit called The Age of the Manifesto. Mm -hmm. Do you recognize any of these? Oh yeah, this is Riopel, who yeah, is sort of our Jackson Pollock. He's incredibly well regarded in Quebec. Yeah. That is, is that cool? Gorgeous. Even someone myself who came from as lower class as you get in the city, I still went to McGill University and had like a top rate um, education and yeah. then was, you know, kind of thrown back on the street corner and I was like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've just read a lot of Henry James. <laughs> so there's this kind of irony and there's a humor when you're able to um, suddenly talk about your odd um, down and out predicament, but in the language of of um, yeah. like academia, liter yeah, and, academia and, yeah. and so th then it becomes everything kind of becomes like tongue-in-cheek and absurd yeah. and you kind of have this like Beckett-like feeling. That's a beautiful oh. summation. <laughs> well, thanks so much for meeting us today. Oh, that's fun. What's what's going on tonight? What are you up to? Oh, um, 
I, I have like a, a deadline. I'm asking because we're kind of trying to get invited to a dinner party uh, because it's a place where you can genuinely get to know people instead of just being tourists, you know? I would love that, but I have like a chihuahua who is uh, aggressive towards strangers. I get with dogs. But it would just over, overwhelm him, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, like I... I it seems rude. I know. No, it's okay. Day, Everyone but... said Canadians are nice, but apparently they're. <laughs> no, but if you bring people, my dog's gonna bite someone. Okay, and... that would not be a good outcome. But you have health care for those people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your dog's name? Hamlet. I don't spend as much time thinking about how I'm gonna die alone when I'm traveling. But I get to travel with someone I love. Oh, see, we lo- I love you too. And also we get to I'm eat as much. Very sincere. I love you too. Mike's a lot of therapy bills behind that. You're so white. I love it. Uh, it is, it's nice. It's nice to kind of. It is nice to travel with buddy. This is, are we on Saint Laurent? Thank you. When my last radio show ended, fairly abruptly. I was a little concerned about your mental health. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit lost. You know, I went from having this rad show where I spoke with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Scarlett Johansson to my deli guy being the only person I spoke to on any given day. Yeah. But now at this show, trying to get myself back out there. Dude, this is exciting. Let's play a game. Like, let's just name what comes to mind when we think of Montreal. I definitely think of poutine. Of course. Leonard Cohen. I think of cute guys. They're everywhere. There is just that kind of French like undercurrent where you're like, ooh la la. What is this, like an 80s perfume commercial? Please never say that to a woman here. <laughs> I want her to say it to me. <laughs> oh God, I can't breathe. I can never remember who founded Montreal, whether it was Samuel de Champlain or Jacques Cartier, but what a fucking idiot. Like, I mean, we're only a six-hour drive from New York. <laughs> That's comedian, writer, actress, Trana Winter. We're at a restaurant called Lawrence, which is a fitting name. If this place was a human, it'd be that fancy kid who dresses like a carefree bohemian. Lawrence. I try and fail to tuck a napkin into my cashmere turtleneck. Montreal winters are not glamorous. It's really hard to be glamorous. It's hard to be glamorous with crampons on your boots. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's cheers. What do you say? Salon? Salante. 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 But I love living here. Yeah, why do you love it here? It's the last remaining affordable North American metropolis. Yeah. Um, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, like, smack in the middle of everything, and it's $600 a month. 600 what? Canadian. So that's, like, 480 American. What? Yeah. The other thing that I love about it is just... There's just this sexy vibe in Montreal, this pulse, this energy... Yes. ...that I don't fully know how to articulate, but it's here. Yes. I've been horny since the minute I landed here. <laughs> there is this sensuality to it. Yeah. There is this kind of uh, verve, yeah. and I don't... I just think like, oh, it's European, which is my catch-all term for any right. kind of those feelings. I mean, feelings. I'm sure that's part of it. I think part of it, too, is just it is 
a diversity, you know. Um, but I don't think that's special anymore. That sort but of seems is. to be. Is it? When I travel alone as a black woman, I feel like that's something that I notice right away if I feel comfortable or not. Right. And there are still some places where I just don't. Right. For sharing it all. Thank you. On top, you have a little salad of fresh tarragon, beluga lentils, and coins that's marinated. Enjoy. Thank you. This looks so good. Well, the thing that I like about it, though, I feel like you're trying here. Like, there's a, a cultural identity that people are not willing to just roll over and right. let things happen. Yeah, that's true, especially on the French side. Yeah. The French side is very much about protecting their culture. I actually just started to do comedy in French because I am bilingual. Is there different things that French people find funny? In Quebec, actually, there's something called l'école de l'humour, which is comedy school, basically. Okay. Like 90% of French or Francophone comedians in Quebec have gone through this school. Class one is like, did you ever notice? And right, it's like, yeah. that's your freshman year. And so there is kind of like this uniformity in terms of comedy right. style. So also out of necessity, there is this Quebec star system. Like Quebec has its own Hollywood huh. that doesn't exist anywhere else because it can't exist anywhere else. It doesn't translate. But now that I've started performing in French, it's like that's become my new dream. You're going to be on a tablet? I want to be part of like the Quebec star <laughs> system. I'm like, that's... My dream has always been to make it just so I can be a has-been. What's it called if you never did anything to be washed up of? I never was, I guess. Yeah, I never was. Yeah. You're not a has-been, you're an ever was. All right. We're getting food, guys. So I got divorced five years ago. And I met my ex-husband on an internet comic book forum in the late 90s. Oh, wow. And he was like my best friend, and he was part of my memory and my heart, and I lost that. And I lost all of my confidence. I have mm. not been on a date or been in a relationship since then. So I have had sex once. No, twice. Twice. In the past four years. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been very difficult to admit to myself that like I'm interested now in being with someone in a real way again like sharing right. my life with them you're afraid to be I oh, we think we all are vulnerable yeah it's I don't scary. do vulnerability I, it's, I've known you for a while and we've goofed around and traveled a lot like you do have an appetite for just like some freewheeling love I was in love. What happened? Jim Henson in the seventies. You want to get laid, but also uh, you're such a. I don't know. You have such a nurturing instinct, and you're you're yeah. uh, you're you're one. I don't know. I'm not. But you don't I'm, have to go there now. I'm afraid but. of that instinct because I don't want to take care of a man, <laughs> and it sucks that the result of that is that I might have to be alone. Because does that bothers the thought of being alone bother you though? No. Me either. It doesn't bother me. It's only like when I want to get laid and I can't, I don't know how people do it. It bothers yeah. me. It bothers me. It does? Yeah. Um, super into cuddling. I, I like, I like, I like cooking breakfast half naked. Like that I stuff. I feel like a dog would really take care of my like no. cuddling affection. Needs. No. How's your drink? It's great. Got some gin and some lime. And some booze. It's good. It looks like it got colder outside in the time we were eating. I'm a little scared. Yeah. But you know, Montreal, like, even in, like, the most insane winter weather, you can always count on one asshole to be on their bike still going. 
I'm telling you, in in a blizzard, in a blizzard. But in the weather. There also must be career street sweepers here. Like, there's so much snow, so long. Absolutely. And as a warning, before the plows come, they have these tow trucks driving around blaring this insane siren. Oh. It's not a cop siren. It's not a fire truck. It's its own unique... It's a pre-plow get siren? Get your car the fuck out of here siren. Wow. So what are you doing this weekend? What are the plans? Um... I mean, my weekends are always kind of up in the air. I'm, as you know, I'm very non-committal. You're looking for a dinner party to go to. You're looking for a, din- a dinner party? I mean, I like you guys. <laughs> Let's play it by ear. Is that the name of your next comedy album? Maybe, maybe, yeah. O for two in our dinner party search. Or rather, point five for two since Trina did say maybe. Back at our lodgings, we brush our teeth, tuck ourselves in, and upload select photos to Instagram. Eventually, I drift off to sleep with dreams of $600 rent going through my head. This episode of Gastropod is brought to you in part by the Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card. You know that feeling when you try a new food for the first time and your mouth experiences these brand new flavors and sensations? It's like, wow, I didn't even know a food could do that. This happened to me when I went on this amazing trip to the northern tip of Queensland in Australia. We were so far north that we were off the country's electrical grid. And we were staying on a banana farm where they grew dozens and dozens of different kinds of bananas. In the morning, I woke up to a basket full of some of the most bananas bananas you can imagine. Red ones that were super soft and sweet like raspberries, and small finger-sized ones that were sort of floral, and even blue ones that tasted exactly like vanilla ice cream. Life's too short to pass up extraordinary experiences. And if you're ready to take your next big food adventure, go there with Delta SkyMiles Reserve American Express card. If you travel, you know. Visit go.amex slash you know reserve to learn more. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Let's get coffee. Whoa. That is a style. That guy's got like a slicked back moosed ponytail. I mean, it is morning and I'm surprisingly still horny for Montreal. Bonjour, comment ça va? Ça va bien, toi? All right. You showed me up. You speak French. I don't. May I have one of these with the feta? Yeah. Merci. Uh, and I will have a latte. Uh, in your largest to-go cup. <laughs> so today, 
We're going to go to the Jean Talon market, this food market, um, with this woman, Massam, who's a food blogger, because, you know, we got to get our food 411. Got to get it some snacks. But I was thinking to get started, we should go to Leonard Cohen's home because he's the city's, like, favorite son. Is it a museum now or that he's dead, or is it just his house? It's not a museum, and it's kind of, I'm not even 100% positive where it is. It's like, I know it's on this park to Portugal. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel like there might be a clue for me up there. Yeah, I mean, you have to go with your heart. Go where your heart leads you. My heart is leading me to get a uh, massage on a boat. Really? Because I think it gets you into the, the spirit of, well, I don't know. I was going to bullshit something about how it gets you into the spirit of the city, but it's just entirely selfish, and I like feeling good. All right, well, I'm just going to take off, I guess. Yeah. I feel weird abandoning you at this stage of the game. Look, we're both adults. I'm going to let you go stand outside Leonard Cohen's house like a creep, and I'm going to go get a massage. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. And if you get arrested, I'll, I'll bail you out. Thank you. Excuse me. Pardon? I'm looking for Leonard Cohen's house. Uh, Cohen? I'm looking for... Excuse me? Bienvenue à Bota Bota. Welcome to Bota Bota. Is it your first time here? It is. Wonderful. Well, welcome. I'm very excited to see what a spa on a river has to offer. And it's so wonderful because <laughs> the sun is... I think it's like Parc de Portugal or something. Oh, yeah. You just have to like keep walking a little bit, turn right, and head up a few blocks and you'll get there. All right. But there's not like a sign or anything that says <laughs> that's where I used to live? No, no, no. Okay. It's fucking freezing out here. This is one of our saunas. Floor-to-ceiling windows looking over the port? This is unreal. Jacuzzi hot tubs, we call them bain I cannot get over this. And this is filled with eucalyptus normally. I want to live in this. We're gonna head down to the first deck and go for your massage. I'm ready. I'm gonna pass it off to Janine and you're in the back tab. Oh, fuck. Oh my goodness. You have very gentle touch. I'm going through the uh, scar tissue because we have scar tissue that uh, builds up in uh, muscles that are over solicited. You use your body in different ways in such extreme temperatures. And so I'm wondering if that contributes to you seeing certain types of ailments over and over again or... What I see a lot of is uh, definitely low back, more low back. Mm. Um, tension, which crawls up front because we're huddled. You know, right. we're trying to keep ourselves warm, we're trying to keep centered mm. so that we can navigate the ice and the snow and the slush and the puddles and the roads. It's really the March of the Penguins in the winter here. I mean, and you, you're going to see that today and you guys are going to giggle to yourselves and you're going to say, yeah, there's the penguins. Yeah, I see them. <laughs> you know, and it's because we're so afraid to fall. Like a bird on the wire Like a drunk in the midnight choir I have tried in my way to be free Thank you. Well, this is it. Just a gray stone one, two, three triplex pretty nondescript 
you know, he sang about religion and sex and poets and history. And it's weird just to see a gray house on a little park with a Honda Civic parked out front of it. Not really sure why I thought it was so important to come here. All right. It's icy. It's cold. And I think that's the bagel place he would go to. It's kind of strange to realize how powerful and healing touch can be. Because I don't I don't date, I don't kind of like engage in that way anymore. <laughs> and so I was alone for 13 years after yeah. my divorce. And I met I met someone. What I came to understand about myself is what stops me from dating is how well can I hide my wounds? Right. So my, you know, current partner and I, we decided our, our, the philosophy of our relationship is no masks, full disclosure. So I think it's about really deciding to, ha to have that level of honesty within yourself and the trusting. But when you've had trauma, trust is so fragile. Yeah. So, so one of my, my big trauma is that my mom left. She, she dropped us off at my grandparents' house for a weekend and then never came back. And the person who's supposed to love you unconditionally leaves and that will mess you up. Well, because you're gonna, you're always asking yourself, what did I do wrong? Right. And will I do something wrong again? Like, yeah. What will I do to make someone leave? Because mm -hmm. the assumption is that somebody will always leave. of tension in your calves yeah oh, but you you spoke of your herniated disc yeah. so i'm going to soften and warm that up for you so when you go out and do the march oh. of the penguins <laughs> you're going to feel a little more ease in your body thank you so Janine, what are you up to this weekend because uh you know brendan and i are in town and we're kind of looking for for dinner parties he's he's making me ask everyone if we can eat at their house, basically. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I would love to normally have you eat at my house. However, I am going on a little mac. Bonjour. Um, can I just get a, um, what would he order? Bagel, bagel with locks? Yeah. Merci. Visiting town? How do you know I'm visiting? Guidebook's kind of a giveaway. Let me guess, Larry Cohen's house? It doesn't even have a plaque. I just feel like if that was in America, there would be, there would be an amusement park, around, like a Suzanne roller coaster. Like, like a Leonard Wood? Yeah, they would be selling like My Blue Raincoats or something for toddlers. Right, maybe that's a good idea, I didn't get in on that, yeah. I'm Brendan, by the way. Brendan Francis Noonan, I'm doing a travel podcast thing here. Oh, okay. I'm uh, Tim Kingsbury and I, I, I live in the neighborhood. Cool. I used to have this podcast you might have heard of called The Dinner Party Download. Well, I don't know that one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly America. Are you a fan of Cohen? Yeah, definitely. Like, I moved here just to play music myself, actually. So. Oh, you're a musician? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of hold does he have on kind of Montreal, like, some imagination? 
Uh, he's everywhere. There's like a big mural downtown since he since he passed away, and everyone's got a Leonard Cohen story. Or a, he's 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 everywhere. Do you do you have a Leonard Cohen story? Uh, I used to work at a grocery store just down the road called Warshaw, and I was a like a bag boy there. And he came in one time and bought some bananas. Just bananas? Uh, he, I think there were bagels too. That sounds very Freudian, actually. I, that's what I imagine Leonard yeah. Cohen would. <laughs> yeah. No, he. I remember he was. He, he thought they were overpriced, and he was right. They were. <laughs> nice, nice talking to you. I, I got to get going. Oh, by the way, what? What's the name of the band you're in? Uh, Arcade Fire. Oh. Is is there anything going on tonight? Uh, I think I'm actually getting out of town, and I'm going to go up north. Um, maybe are your friends doing like are your friends doing anything like they out uh yeah they're probably doing something see you later Brandon there you are thank you thanks Thank you so much for driving us here. We're getting dropped off at the city's biggest food market. So what should we eat there? Everything. You can taste everything for free, in fact. And if you like it, you could buy it. Thank you, Karine. Maybe buying provisions for a dinner party won't do a dinner party. Maison? How are you? Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm Danielle. Nice to meet you, Maison. Welcome to the Jean Talon Market. A lot of markets in North America these days have become sort of a tourist attraction. They sell a lot of stuff that's not really food. They sell t-shirts and souvenirs and caps. Whereas this market, it's just food. Although we might want to come up with a t-shirt idea while we're here and we can make some money. <laughs> you can't ruin the spirit of this place. About, that's so this, American. Get your Jean Talon. No. <laughs> no. Pavé de saumon fondant. Delicious, I'm addicted to it. Three of these, yeah. The Chocolat Geneviève Grandbois is the most famous chocolate makers in Montreal. Let's just get a jar of chocolate sauce. We're here to make friends, it's the best way. Four generations of foragers, so his mother, his grandmother, and her mother before that. Pied de Canouille. Organic honey. Miel d'anisette. Actually, we're standing uh, right in front of one of my favorite uh, stores, Spice Store. That's for you and your white people. Spice it up, white folks. Let's do it. Macarons with foie gras inside. That seems like a French stoner food. (laughs) It's really, really good. I want to take this whole tray with me. How about we buy some instead of you taking the sample tray? Can I do both? You have such distinguished mark. Are commenting on this gentleman's eyebrow? Yeah, he's got a beautiful face. What are you doing later tonight? (laughs) My friend is visiting. (laughs) Then you have the tourtière, which is a typical meat pie in Quebec. What is the quintessential food Montreal besides poutine? Bagels. Besides bagels. Meat. Maple anything. All right, here we go. What is she trying? She's trying the maple tart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. Are you kidding me? Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. (laughs) I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. (laughs) I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. 
Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong, and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing, because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What are these here, they're uh, pet which uh, literally translated is nuns' farts. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ask? C'est quoi exactement? C'est de la pâte à tarte avec du beurre, de la cassonade, puis on l'avait du jaune de crème pour la faire cuire. Pie dough with butter and brown sugar. And they put um, some cream on the, on top before uh, cooking it. What does that have to do with nuns? I don't know. Why do they call it? Pourquoi on appelle ça? C'est parce que c'était au tout début, ça a été fait par les sœurs. It was in, it was invented. It was created by nuns. Like they were trying to uh, find something to do with the leftovers. Nuns farts. <laughs> That's so upsetting, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Very sensitive. So, Masam, thank you so much for showing us the market. It's been fun hanging out with you. Now that we've got all these snacks, do you want to hang out with us tonight? Maybe throw a dinner party in our honor? Um... Worst case scenario, you and me at our Airbnb. If we don't find a dinner party, I'm going to go out to a restaurant. I mean, you hit on the cheese boy. I didn't hit on him. I said I had an interesting face, and then you were like, what are you doing tonight? He was into it. Ooh la la. No. <laughs> it's almost 4 p.m. and Montreal's winter sun is already beginning to set. And our prospects for a dinner party are dimming as well. Back at our place, things go from la bad to la worse. Danielle's back seizes up and she might have to abandon our mission altogether. As I sit at the kitchen table, nibbling on an unfart, it strikes me it's going to take a miracle to turn things around. 
And where do miracles reside? Well, Mark Twain said when he visited Montreal, you couldn't throw a brick in this town without breaking a church window. <laughs> I'm with Mark Ellsworthy, an architecture buff who works with the local Ministry of Heritage. So right now we're in the Notre Dame de Bon Secours Chapel. It's the oldest We're in one of the oldest in churches in Montreal. Look, dates to the 19th they century. They call it the Sailor's Church. And my eye is going immediately to these wonderful boats that the are boats hanging with, with the, candles. With the, yeah, there's even a cargo ship with containers on it. Oh yeah, that is a cargo ship. Yeah. And so they have two candles in each of them, green candles. Like I kind of want to, I'm not going to steal one, but... Well, I would hope not. You but they feel like someone... could steal from church. But can't we Instagram it and then start a shop that sells them? I don't know. I, I feel even bad taking pictures in churches. No, okay. You know, a harbor town is considered usually honky-tonk, like mm. red light district, and certainly in the Prohibition, Montreal served that role to this day, maybe, with Americans. But there's so many churches, it's interesting that there's this... Quebecers are interesting. On the, on the census, they all still fell out that they're Roman Catholic, and Quebec has the lowest church attendance in Canada. Church is really tied into identity, but not practice. Some yeah. people don't come to the church. Yeah. They may have been for grandma's funeral a while back, or maybe not, or, you know, but no one does baptisms. People don't get married in the church. Um, are there any other facets of this chapel or that, really, that, you're, that you like or that you want to point out? Well, we have to light a candle for someone. We, oh my God, light we a do, candle. actually. We should. Okay. We could light a candle for back pain to go away. Yeah, for Danielle, who's suffering a little bit. Okay, good thought. There we are. There we are, a moment. I usually only light candles at romantic dinners, but here. It could lead to a romantic dinner. <laughs> Nobody knows. It could. I just felt a pang of Catholic guilt. I, when I lit that candle, I did not light the candle uh, for Danielle's back. <gasps> I lit the candle because we need to find a place to eat tonight because the whole point of this show was for us to learn about the town, but to then get into someone's home to kind of have a true, ex authentic experience. And so far, um, we've had a lot of people who are very friendly, but when I've asked them that question, they've you know, been like, oh, or maybe contact us later. And I promised the company paying for this that I'm going to get in someone's home. What do you think? <laughs> it's Saturday night. Even if you just let us in for 10 minutes, could we just so eat food? After lying in church, you want to come to my house? <laughs> I'm confessing to you. And that's what I wished for when I lit the candle. So if there is a God... Oh, you got me on that one. Okay, well, can I borrow your phone? And then I'll just call my husband uh, to see yeah, if... Totally. Okay. <laughs> um, I Thanks. Think, I also I don't, like I don't the idea of you paying... I love that you're paying roaming. <laughs> just a second. What? This is penance. Hello? Hello? I have a question. Est-ce que tu penses que ça serait bizarre d'avoir deux personnes de plus au souper? Mais mettons qu'ils vont peut-être amener plein de vin. What's OK, on se voit bientôt. OK, bye. So you have to do the dishes and bring <laughs> wine. Are you serious? Yeah. He's down? Well, I didn't really give him much choice. <laughs> yes. Thank you so That's much. Kind of this is amazing. Not going to regret. Hello, come on in. Are you Mark? I am. Welcome. Hello. Hey. How are you? Good, you? Should I just Great. throw this over? Heather, hey. hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for showing up. Hi, Have you met Louie, whose beautiful house, half of the couple of his beautiful houses? Hi. 
Hey, hey hello. Hi. This is the place, eh? Mira and Carla. Very nice to meet you. I really didn't think anyone we talked to today was going to come. I love a surprise. Would you like some wine? Sure. Cheers, please. Triple Gemini? Wine. Like Hailey Minogue. <laughs> sculptor who was, who was also dating the Leonard Cohen Suzanne. There are Francophone community mm-hmm. elsewhere in Canada. Oh, that is the salmon. We yeah. bought that at the uh, Quebecois store where Danielle hid on the cheese monitor. <laughs> <laughs> it is the hottest city in North America. It's very handsome. Everyone's handsome. Your husband's handsome. Everyone's handsome. Oh, you were drinking the Pinot Noir, right? Yeah. Oh, That's a Saturday night for me. Okay, this doesn't really get more Montreal than like listening to Celine after like a dinner party and like. Someone didn't pay their title bill. <laughs> So I hope you guys have learned a lot. And never leaving is what I've learned. Let's make a toast. To this podcast. Cheers. Thank you for letting us rate your own. It's not loud enough. Okay, the chorus is literally just voyage, voyage. So you can both sing along. Are you ready? Hit it. Voyage, voyage. This should be your theme song. Yes, travel, travel. travel. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. driving up but you can walk up as well oh yeah i mean uh, it's a bit cold and you know you gotta be kind of into it i mean we're also we're also to be fair hungover right now well that 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 doesn't help but this uh street will wind us up uh to the top of the mountain and do people actually come to mount royal who live here love it uh it is i guess would be like our Central Park, but mm. it's on a mountain. Mm. People are cross-country skiing, yeah, show snowshoeing. Uh, uh, we have a skating rink on the top. Uh, now we're looking to the east oh, side no. of the city. The lookout is that way. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. See ya. See you. Thanks, Daryl. Be careful on the ice. Oh, look at that. I've never seen a snowshoe in action. Oh, yeah. What a weekend, like, we did a lot. We did a lot. We were talking about coming, as we were coming into the city, kind of, um, like, our love lives and romance and all this stuff, and I think I'm much more likely to fall in love with a place than I am with a person. That's interesting. There it is. There's the city that you love. We're looking at the downtown, the St. Lawrence River. Look at Leonard Cohen down there. You see him? (laughs) Yeah, there's literally a mural of Leonard Cohen down there. Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought you saw an apparition. (laughs) When I was at that Leonard Cohen house, which um, I honestly did meet a member of Arcade Fire. You have to believe me. I I don't, but it's fine. I'll play you the tape later. (laughs) If you you need that story to get through the weekend, that's fine. Um, 
being there, honestly, like I'm glad I saw the house, but actually the fact that it was really not that exciting and anticlimactic in the sense that it was just someone's home, this is going to sound corny, but obviously I've been thinking a lot about like being an artist or being more creative with my old show ending. And, um, uh, there's no magical properties to it. Like even Leonard Cohen just lived in a house and bought bananas and it's more about just doing the work and getting it into the world, you know? Yeah. But it's not like me living a certain way will make me Leonard Cohen or something. Oh, that's, that's always been the key, though. You know that. Well, I mean, I'm just pretending to learn it now for the show. <laughs> oh, I think it is crazy that Leonard Cohen is staring directly at us. <laughs> I think it's crazy that you thought I was talking about a ghost. Honestly, we didn't go over this, but marijuana is legal here now. And last night did run pretty long. <laughs> No comment. You know what I think about when I look in the skyline now? What's that? Voyage, voyage. You are not only changing. Voyage, voyage. But you're singing it really poorly. Voyage, voyage. I'm going to walk that way. Voyage, voyage. I feel free here now. (laughs) Voyage. I think we'll just fade the real song into my singing and people won't notice it. Voyage, voyage. They'll notice it because you're singing a totally different song. Voyage, voyage. I think it's, I'm going to try to find it. lead producer of this and the pilot episode of Not Lost was the talented Crystal Duhame. The show was also produced and written by me, Brendan Francis Noonan. Our associate producer was Jackson Musker. Special editorial guidance came from Mira Burt Wintock. The show was sound designed and mixed by Crystal Duhame and mastered by Hannes Brown. A big thanks to my friend and this episode's travel partner, Danielle Henderson. I highly recommend you check out her memoir, The Ugly Cry. Not Lost is a co-production of Pushkin Industries, Topic Studios, and iHeartMedia. It was developed at Topic Studios. The show's executive producers are me, Christy Gressman, Maria Zuckerman, Lisa Langang, and Latal Malad. Production assistance on this episode also came from Jacob Smith, Amy Gaines, and Julia Barton. Our theme song was created by Alexis Georgopoulos, a.k.a. ARP. Voyage Voyage appeared courtesy of Desireless. Note... This show was recorded before the pandemic, so a big mercy to everyone we met up with in Montreal. Writer Heather O'Neill, whose new book, When We Lost Our Heads, is out now. Comedian Trana Winter, the staff at Boda Boda Spa, Tim Kingsbury of Arcade Fire, fact check that one and he wasn't lying. Also food blogger Maysam Samaha, and our dinner party hosts, Mark and Louie. If you want to peek at our itinerary or learn about any of our guests, head to notlawshow.com. And if anyone from the Canadian government is listening to this and they have the power to grant me citizenship, be in touch. Oh, and here's a trip we'd like you to take from the comfort of your own phone or computer. Please head to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. I know you hear it a lot, but it's a real thing. It would mean so much. 
Learn more about Topic Studios at topicstudios.com. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. Until next time, bon voyage. This episode of Gastropod is brought to you in part by the Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card. You, dear listener, already know about the transformative power of food. You're probably thinking about food right now, aren't you? Look, we get it. Sometimes a craving is more than a craving. It's a calling that you have to indulge, even if it takes you thousands of miles to get there. For those who want to taste the world, go with the Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card, made for people who are in search of their next food adventure. If you travel, you know. Visit go.amex slash reserve to learn more. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24.